We welcome Ben Morrison to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Ben was previously on this show back in 2016 with his band, The Brothers Comatose, but tonight he brings us a collection of solo work that's more personal and perhaps more reflective of the man himself. Tonight we'll go into this new collection of music with Ben, and later he'll play some of those songs. Please welcome back to the Phoenix, Ben Morrison. Welcome. Oh my God. Hey, thanks you guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's awesome to be back in the Phoenix right now on the stage at the Phoenix. It's huge to have you back. Man, it, yeah, this goes it goes way back. It I, does. It goes way back, and and uh, your family goes way back. You guys are Petaluma crew, more or less. And, yeah, man, so I saw I saw a movie in this theater yes. before it was. I thought what that's what now. I was going to do for all of my life. Here was show movies. Whoa, that's what I came to do. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> well, and, and Petaluma's better off for it. Yeah, yeah, we're glad that you did. Yeah. yeah, I am too. What was the movie you saw? Uh, it was. Beverly Hills Cop Beverly Hills 2? Wow. Or one, yes. I don't remember. It was he one was one. probably here oh, that I night, was here. Actually. I was yeah. definitely here. It was something with Nick Nolte in it, actually. And here you are now, back 2019 on the stage yeah. together. Yeah. My God. So, uh, Brothers Comatose, the project that I would say like most people who know of you musically know you for. Yeah. Um, it's been a remarkable success. And I would say that that project has changed your life. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, here you are, you're making a solo album now. And so I think the best place to start is why make a solo album and why do it at this juncture? Oh uh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, it has changed my life. It, it, uh, it took over my life really, you know, it, uh, it, uh, the band is a little over 11 years old now. Um, and before that it was, you know, my brother and I, uh, Alex who plays banjo we were doing some duo stuff and some trio stuff with another guy. And, um, so, but the band itself has been like 11 years going, going, and we toured our asses off for like the first year or two. It was like, you know, 40 shows in a year. Um, and then we just like went like 120 and then like averaged that for like the next nine years. Um, and it's funny cause that's not what life looked like before, obviously. Nope. You know, so that required just a totally rewiring of everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and we all just were excited and we wanted to like, we wanted to do it. We bought a van, uh, like a shitty old Chevy van and, we, uh, we wanted to go for it, you know? And, um, you know, we booked our first tour and everything and it, it was great. We had a, we've had a blast doing it and, uh, it was cool, you know, to see things grow, you know, we worked our asses off and it was cool. To, you know, there was like, it wasn't like a, that kind of thing. It was like a slow build for sure. But, uh, it's nice to like go back to a place and then have like, have there be a larger crowd than there was the time before. And then, you know, slowly, but steadily, like just growing it, you know, um, that's like super satisfying and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, and just all the friends that you make too. You go back to oh, these yeah. different towns and you know slightly more people. I mean, it's just funny because you, you're a Petaluma guy, right? You grew up in Petaluma. Yeah. And so your mid to late 20s was when this band started. Yeah, And totally. so, I mean, you, it's not like you did this at 18, 19. It's not like you didn't have an adult life. Yeah. And exactly. then the music took over. It, it just, you know, you did whatever you did before this project. And then this project absolutely took over, became your identity, became yeah. the thing that people knew you for, became like a source of pride, a source of... Uh, purpose and uh my god you know that's 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 a that's a beautiful thing but then like when things start to change and when you start to get older and maybe you can't tour as much et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that's when things start to get kind of fuzzy i think inside you or get oh, kind yeah. of get a little wild inside you well i mean things are super easy when you're in your 20s and you don't have anything tying you down no children or like a nine to five job or a mortgage or uh you know, a wife or anything like that. Touring, touring is a lot easier. You know, you can just do whatever you want. You could go away. And if you come back with any money in your pocket, you're stoked, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that's Ahead amazing. The game. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, you know, as you get older, you know, you just start to get more responsibility under your belt and things just, you know, 
a, a number of things, you know, anything could, could, uh, tie you down. But, um, you know, the band, we, we did it and, and, you know, people started having kids and, um, and that, that changes things too. You know, I mean, all of a sudden, like they, they take precedence and that's like, of course, right? Like the, uh, yeah. the, the child becomes the most important thing. And, um, the road gets tougher to do. The road gets tougher. Yeah. You know, you go away and you miss your children, yeah. and um, and the money thing is is definitely a, a big factor too. Like if you don't come back with with money, then you know, what are we doing? What in your twenties, like doing? the adventure is payment enough. Oh yeah, but in mean, your thirties and forties, eh, not so much. Um, we used to pay, play for free beer. You know, it's just like whatever. We didn't care at all, and um, yeah, and and so definitely the focus changes as you go. And, and not just, you know, I'm not say, putting that on, on um, people that had kids as well. It's just like you get older and you're like, well, okay, like what am I doing with my life? You know, am I just going to like go out and, and drink and, you know, play for free beer and then come back with no money? And then like, wait, what, 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 what are you doing? Like what, what is, you know, you, you want a sense, like music is, is everything to me, right? But like the sense of purpose behind it becomes... Um, apparent i guess somewhere in in there and uh i think that plays into your decisions in general yeah and how you start mapping out your future yeah exactly absolutely yeah and you know it's it's not just brothers comatose it's not just uh, a job it's not just children i mean it's like this is life you know uh, a lot of life is uh, is different eras and you know you, you set out to maybe start family with somebody then the kids grow up then you kind of grieve that yeah. And then you, you don't know what the next step is, and hopefully you figure it out. Brothers Comatose, uh, it's still around. It's still yeah. still doing things. Everybody's having a good time. People love it. But there was a shakeup in membership, yeah, yeah. and you lost a couple people yeah. because of some of these forces we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that affected you super deeply. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, Gio, uh, who has worked at the Phoenix and used to yeah. play here back in the oh, day, yeah. and he's a good buddy of mine since eighth grade and uh and our mandolin player ryan who's been in the band for who was in the band for over six years six and a half years or something like that um both of them like left at the same time basically and uh and it was just like shocking uh to my to myself like we do all of us really but like i i i had kind of like led the charge from the beginning and pushed and like did you know put a lot of work in behind the scenes and um just put every last ounce of energy and effort and guts and soul into that band and uh it paid off oh yeah yeah i guess yeah totally and i'm not i'm not like uh upset about it you know like i'm i'm happy to to have done all of that and um but it is like shocking when two longtime members of the band decide to leave and then you're just like oh damn like um what 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 do we do like what do we do next and and actually there was like uh, Phil, the fiddle player who had two kids also was like, he was potentially leaving also because, you know, touring is just hard. And all of a sudden you had two children in that scenario. And, uh, it's, it's just hard. It's hard to be away from kids. Um, and so Alex and I, my brother, uh, we were looking at each other like, what the hell do we do? And then, you know, Phil kind of changed his mind and, uh, I guess had, realized like okay we had a good thing going and maybe like maybe it's uh we don't want to like jump off the boat just yet or whatever but um yeah anyway so it's super shocking you know ryan and geo i love those guys and uh i totally understand all the reasons behind them taking off and but still it's just like oh my god i would imagine it'd be shocking to uh experience that shock like i bet you didn't think that you would take it so seismically you know yeah I, I don't know I, I just I think about it I think anyone listening to this like you don't have to have a band just think about anything that's been in your life for 10 years and then it's like the threat of it not being around anymore yeah. it's, it's just jarring well it's like your dream right yeah. like your dream is there it's like okay it's like rising and then all of a sudden like like it's like your dream's a balloon and somebody like shoots a little thing you've, and you're like, oh shit. And some of it is, some of it is just like fear kind of uh, blurring your vision. But like you, I think you felt like you were watching maybe the end of Brothers Comatose. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I definitely thought about that. I yeah. mean, um, cause with the potential of three guys leaving, it's like, well, we can't continue. I mean, um, that would, that's just crazy to try to find three new people and then expect fans to be like, uh, I mean, even two is, 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 
hard. Um, but uh, we're weaving a greater narrative here, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. this made you feel things. Oh, of course. I and, mean, and you wrote to me that you don't necessarily <laughs> deal with emotions. Oh, yeah, terribly. The best. Oh, terribly. Yeah. If you could expand on that, just just a touch. Oh, for sure. How, how, why do you Why do you feel like you're terrible at dealing with emotions? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's not like I grew up in like one of those like, oh, you yeah, walk it off kind of households or anything like that. You know, yeah. my parents are, uh, they talk about things and, you know, it's, I, I don't know where that came from. Maybe, you know, I went to Catholic school. Yes. Let's blame it on Catholic school. Uh, St. Vinny's. Yeah, man. Uh, I was baptized in that church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, half Petaluma was, I think. Yeah. We, you know, my family, we, so we're like a three blocks from St. Vincent Church right now. We're a yeah, yeah. family too. Um, we go to the church when we welcome people into this world and mm-hmm. then when we send them off. Yeah. That's pretty much our relationship with St. Vincent's yeah, Church. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's fine. You can blame them. How does it manifest <laughs> itself though? I mean, you, you say you have a tough time with it. Is it a thing where you just like start spinning out in your head? Well, and- no, not at all. It's, it's funny for me personally. Like I don't realize that it's happening. Like I have a tendency to... Uh, just be like very focused on something or needing to focus on something and just like bury myself in work really like uh, to ignore all feelings and emotion and things like that. Yeah. And uh, so I, as soon as this happened, I immediately thought like, Oh damn, well this, if this band doesn't continue, like I need to, I, I, I needed something to call my own. I think, you know, something under my name that I could just like, totally dive into completely and like work on the just like stay busy work on the music and uh do something different than than brothers comatose um you know because that's uh mu- musically speaking it's you know it's a string band bluegrassy string band so you're kind of confined by those uh sonic elements and so you know there's a number of factors like i wanted to do something different i needed to like focus on that 100 percent. and we ha- we decided that we would have a break uh in the band regardless of what well, and in, in relationships too there's a lot of parallels here uh, totally man. but like uh you know nobody breaks up anymore no you know it's always like they we're gonna go on a break and then we're gonna revisit it yeah and that's probably what it felt like you probably were like okay we're going on a break uh, yeah i know who, what that means who knows yeah, yeah. exactly yeah Oh man. Yeah. So many parallels between being in a band and a relationship. It's, it's insane. But, um, yeah, so I, uh, I just wanted to dive straight into this project and like, like I said, have something to call my own. I I felt powerless, I think at the point where, where they left and, um, this thing that I had put all my energy into could crumble. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I haven't, I, I can't do anything, you know, like, um, and yeah, I didn't know what to do. Okay. But in the absence of having something to do, right. You yeah. say you need to keep busy, which I sort of identify with. It's like, what happens? Like what happens if you didn't have a big Ben Morrison album? So, I mean, you know that it doesn't feel good, but I'm just wondering if you can put it into words. I don't know. I think I, I have the personality. I couldn't just like go on vacation and chill out or whatever. Like, you know, I couldn't just like read all those books I've been meaning to read. Like yeah. it's just... I, I have to stay busy like, yeah. or else I, that's, it's like a different kind of crazy, you know? Okay. So, and then the, or else is you just, I don't know. I mean, I've never gone down that path really. I you think you just know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. I mean, maybe I would <laughs> drink more or take drugs. I don't really know. Nah. Or eh, maybe not. <laughs> Or maybe I'd just like get really into gardening or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you'd find something. You'd, I think that's a good way to put it. You'd find something, yeah. God willing. But it keeps coming back. What you do is you write songs. So you, I don't think you're ever going to stop doing that. I hope not. And from the writing of those songs, another project's always going to spring. Yeah. Whatever that's happens. what we learned, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this project then, uh, it had like two things sort of dovetailed quite nicely. Like not only did it like give you something to do, sense of purpose mm-hmm. but also you're like feeling all these things you're yeah like feeling all these things yeah and so you now have a project to kind of like sort through that and here we are the ben morrison album yeah which is coming out at some point totally what, uh what august, is it? august 30th august 30th yeah. okay and does it have a title it's called old technology old technology yeah, yeah. Have, so th- what I'm getting at is um, this is a very personal record and you would kind of, uh, I think, process some of these things you were feeling in the making of this record, whether you meant to or not. Definitely. Um, 
have you reflected on the effect that like making such a personal record has had on you and your ability to like deal with emotions? Uh, it hasn't quite hit me yet, but I mean, until you, uh, you reached out and you're like, Oh yeah, let's get deep about this thing. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and I guess it's like, I, I don't think about those things until like people ask me about them. And then I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's where that comes from. Or, um, it's all, you know, it's kind of surprising. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. That's what I've been feeling this entire time. And that's the reason. And that's the path I went down to find that thing, you know? Um, yeah. I, I guess I, I would ask before we move on from your, uh, emotional things. <laughs> rescue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> emotional rescue. It's a personal question, but like, do you, do you get frustrated with yourself about when emotionally tough stuff starts hitting hard and like your reaction to that? Uh, you mean like lack of reaction? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and I guess that's a question. Is it a lack of reaction? I mean, do you just kind of shut down on it? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's you kind of wall up and you just put your head down and get through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, something I've been trying to work on and, uh, and I've got a fiance and, uh, it's, yeah it's good to be able to work through your problems, right? You got to be able to talk about stuff or else it's just going to like eat you alive or, or you start gardening a lot or something. I don't know. Uh, yes. Okay. So you say you don't always want to go into deep things on all the songs, but sometimes you'll talk about them. There's a story about a stalker. Oh yeah, man. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll go into it. This is, this is actually, uh, I do, tell this one from time to time on stage but um well this is going to be the extended cut you know okay and this is for a song i hope you're not sorry if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah um well okay so it goes like this uh i had a stalker and and things got kind of kind of weird um i had to file a police report and everything and um uh she she would yeah make strange comments on Facebook and things like that and would name my, uh, girlfriend at the time or, you know, by name and would say really, really strange things. It was like, okay, well this is just internet stuff. It was weird. And then she, uh, started like driving by my house, uh, a lot. And, um, that, that got super strange. Right. And I still didn't feel like personally, physically threatened or anything like that, but people around me were like, dude, that's pretty weird. You should probably do something about that. So we filed a police report and, uh, I've got, I haven't actually told this story, uh, but, <laughs> um, I'm not going to name the name, but, um, uh, we, this was like in the height of, of like the, Oh shit, this might be dangerous. Like, you know, police got involved in this like ex police officer. Um, I wanted to escort us to a show up in, uh, Arcata. Cause he's like, if she comes, like, I want to be ready, you know? Like, so this guy, <laughs> he, uh, he, you know, we're in Arcata, right? So it's like, uh, hippie central yeah. and we're playing at Humbrews. And so he thinks it's a great idea to dress up with like a Rasta cap with like fake, uh, hair on it. and he's got like guns all over him, right? Like strapped to his body. And he's like, He's like, hey, man, like, if I go down, he's like, grab this one right here and just start shooting. <laughs> it was it was insane. But, where, uh, where did you find this man? <laughs> uh, it's kind of a long story. I don't really want to go into that. But That's fine. Uh, it's, uh, it was a I mean, a I, I'll say this. He, okay, so it wasn't, the police didn't say, like, you know what? This I got was, a great guy. No. He's, off, <laughs> off, he's not on the force anymore, but no. he kind of does independent contractor work. This no, is a, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. personal connection. Ex-police officer just wanted to help out. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he had a bodyguard for a while. Yeah, he did have a bodyguard, uh, a uh, fake rasta Rasta bodyguard i mean that's very funny jokes aside though like it got to the point where you did feel like uh, i don't know that we should necessarily expose ourselves to this person um in a public place yeah i mean i i was never personally worried um but yeah but other people were like okay you know maybe be concerned about this and um see what i like about you is i feel like you kind of had a sense of humor about the whole thing i did Yeah. yeah Like you're even smiling about it right now. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's okay. Like it's 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 kind of scary, but it's also kind of an honor uh, to have a, a stalker, right? Now, Somebody, now we're getting somewhere. I mean, yes. it, it really is. I think, and that really plays into the song too. But like, and it it's base. You're just you just have like the biggest fan ever. Is really what it is. Yeah. It's like uh, it only becomes stalkerish if, when it gets like super weird. But like, 
somebody that comes to all your shows and loves everything that you do and like comments on your stuff and like and is just yeah in into your whatever your thing yeah. and that's a it's a great feeling. Yeah, you, you know? would like to have a hundred thousand of those. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. The driving by the house, we like less. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, did it ever? And you don't have to answer this if it's weird or whatever. But mm -hmm. like, did it ever progress past the driving by the house? Was the driving by the house the the biggest red line that this person crossed? It never got like uh, confrontational. Uh, never knocked on your door. Yeah, which is why I, I was never really that concerned about it. But okay. um, it, which so the next part of the story is like when she stops showing up to stuff. Like all of a sudden, you look out and she's not at your shows anymore and like doesn't comment on your stuff anymore and then you have this like feeling of uh like like what the hell is wrong with me now that what is different what have i done that like not even my stalker wants to like come to my shows anymore like that's a that's a heartbreaking feeling right there you know wow. <laughs> I, and the listener should remember that feeling because i feel like a theme we're going to talk about later on um that incident could reinforce some like questions you would have about yourself and the future and all that. I mean, if even your stalker isn't coming to your shows anymore. Yeah. But wasn't that the object? Did yeah. you serve her with a, uh, uh, a, a, uh, never like, uh, a, but like uh, file the police report that this yeah. thing is happening just to be aware. And they're like, yeah. you know, we can't really do anything unless she basically like tries yeah. to kill you. Did you ever talk to this person? Uh, no, like accidentally in bumped into yeah. and like, Oh, that's her. Okay. Bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, she, I feel like she just felt safe at a distance and would just like had this picture in her mind of the situation that was different than the real situation. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was strange. I know there are some people on your side who probably won't like me asking this, but did you kind of find yourself stalking her a little bit after she stopped going to the shows? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, of course. Like, that's the <laughs> yeah. obvious thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, well, that's what I would do. That's uh, why I asked. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, be like well, where'd you go? Are you alive? I well, hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, uh, oh, my God. Well, uh, what are you doing now? Who are you into then? Uh, but Which is the next part of the story. Okay. Uh, so um, we go uh, with the Brothers Comatose at the time. We play a festival on the other side of the world. And we're playing at this festival and we're hanging out, drinking with all the musicians afterwards. And we met this dude and uh super cool guy, great musician. And, um, you know, we became like pretty quick buddies over beers or whatever. And he's yeah. like, oh man, you're pretty cool. I was like, yeah, pretty cool too. He's like, let's be friends on Facebook. And then he pulls out his phone and he's like, yeah, type in Ben Morrison. And he types me and he's like, we have a mutual friend. Oh Whoa. my God. She's back. And so she had gone uh from me to him he's like dude check out all these messages that i've been getting from this person and just like started flipping through his phone and shows me all these wow. messages and it's just like a jump from one ship to the other was and I'm he like, kind of oh. nervous about it uh yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah um i bet you can't tell us his band can you no, no, no. i'll that. tell you afterwards yeah, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, uh, did yeah. you feel a little heartbroken? Like when you oh, find yeah. out that your wow. ex has gotten married, like you haven't talked to the ex forever. Totally. And then it's like married with kids. It's like what? Well, partially like, heartbroken, partially relieved to know like, Hey, you know what? This guy's cool. At least yeah. it's like a cool dude. You yeah. know? Maybe, uh -huh. maybe. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> you mean, your new she, husband's a cool guy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish it could have worked out. Yeah. It almost is like you, like you were very down with having a stalker, but like your family didn't like your stalker girlfriend yeah. um, and you were pressured by them to have to lose her. Yeah. And that's a tragedy. It was tragic. Yeah, yeah. Was absolutely. But it, 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 it feels good to have uh, closure. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it was funny because I started writing the song before that whole incident happened, meeting the dude. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of funny to write a song about like uh, having yeah. a stalker and losing your stalker and like what happens. <laughs> And then when I met the guy, I was like, oh, my God. I even told him, I was like, this is like the bridge to my song that I've been working on. Wow. And uh, it couldn't, it was just so serendipitous. It was ridiculous. I hope someday the three of you all take a photo together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dream. You reflect on making bad choices, uh, but not in life, but in the context of a relationship on another song. You talk about asking for forgiveness. Uh, it's a song called uh, take me and uh it's like the uh it's the acoustic jam on that one um we didn't play it today but uh but yeah i haven't i've yet to play it live actually but um 
as I'm bad at talking about my feelings. I end up writing a few songs here and there about relationships and the, um, <coughs> I, when I started writing it, it was, uh, it was, I had this like fictional character in my mind about this guy that keeps like fucking up in a relationship and then kind of needs to like ask for forgiveness to, to keep, cause he wants to keep the relationship going. Um, and I guess, you know, as I, as I go through it, I'm like, I see like little bits of myself in there. Not that I like, uh, you know, fucked up majorly or anything like that. And I need to ask for forgiveness, uh, from my current relationship or anything. But, you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of that in them and you just, you know, we're human. We do stupid things, you know, uh, it's part of living. So you wrote the song you started to see some uh, overlap with uh, the character and yourself. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel like you learned about yourself in writing this song? Uh, I, and I don't know. You know, that's it's maybe like <clears throat> I, I feel like it's kind of like looking back at these last eleven years and um, seeing the the party side of things. You know, because being in a band, it's I, I've. I don't know of any other uh, job where people expect you to drink on the job. Like, if you can tell me another job, I'm like really curious about this. Actually, like, people expect you to party. They, uh, you get free drinks on the rider. Uh, you know, backstage you show up, and I mean, we had, for a little while there, Loganitas was delivering two cases of beer to every show that we were playing, which was awesome and super fucking dangerous and <laughs> and uh like people will hand you whiskey on stage it's just like it's it's uh it, it's dangerous you know like and so yeah you can definitely take advantage of that and uh it can get into you you know like it, it can kind of take over <clears throat> so i think that's it was like partially me like looking back at all this time of doing that and being like man i can't do that all the time that's not sustainable uh moving forward like something has to to change right um in order to maintain being if, if you want to like continue doing this thing then you know you have to change that because you can't do that every day i thought that answer was going to be more tied to a relationship and i think it's fine that it wasn't but i do have to ask because earlier we asked uh what's the most difficult thing being in a band with ben morrison what do you think the most difficult thing being in a relationship with Ben Morrison is? Oh, uh, exactly the same reason uh, yeah. that I'm difficult in being in a band with, you know, like yeah. just working constantly. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to do that. Slowing yeah. down is sometimes expected in a relationship. Yeah. And uh, I, it's just like you, when you, when you, when you play the role of like um, manager, even, you know, we have a manager, but like, I'm, I'm still like, doing a ton of stuff all the time and it's like you can't ever can't really ever turn that off yeah and i've always been like a hard worker and focused and wanting to do that but like and you know i've had relationships where it's t definitely taken its toll on those relationships um because it can easily take over and with and so yeah i can totally be a pain in the ass because i'm just like oh let me just you know one more thing and then three hours later uh, like uh, you know i've uh completely ignored uh my partner and like uh you know Luckily, she's in a band too, and she gets it. I was going to ask. So you are engaged. I am to be engaged. married soon. Uh, my God, right around the time of this album coming out, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. It's oh all. My God, it's, it's all, all happening. It's all so many. It's things. all happening, and we're documenting it right now. So, what do you think changed? Is it the fact that you're with someone who understands that a little bit? Yes. Yes. Well, she's also really great at being like, you know what? Like, let's let's put it put the things down and we can like turn it off every once in a while. And it really helps me because she's, she plays like the same role for her band and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We can, we can totally turn it off and like enjoy ourselves. You know, I love that because I feel like she has the credibility where you believe that. Yeah. Whereas people in the past who don't have something like this are like, come yeah. on, it's okay. Just come do this thing with me. Yeah. You're like, eh, you don't understand. Yeah. It's not like she's a furniture salesperson or whatever. She's or like, garden, Oh, garden, yeah. gardener. Or right? gardener. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it'll, it'll be fine. You can wait a little while before you get back to those people or whatever. Um, but yeah, I really do. It really, I take it to heart and I'm like, Oh yeah. Totally. Uh, it definitely hits deeper when she says it. Yeah, you respect her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not that you haven't respected everyone, but <laughs> <laughs> we love them all. Mm -hmm. 
Um, on another part of this album, you reflect on Alzheimer's. Yeah. I, and that, that was just an interesting one. Like, uh, I don't have um, a super personal relationship. I mean, you know, uh, not, not in my immediate family. Like, I've had um, girlfriends who, whose grandparents had Alzheimer's or whatever. This this song like happened completely by accident. I, I think one day I, I, I was, I, you know, a story started happening in my mind. I'm like, oh, what if, uh, what about like writing a song from the uh, perspective of somebody with Alzheimer's? Like, what would they say if they were like, you know, um, lucid at the moment? Lucid. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Totally. Like, okay, like, like what? Would, you know. So, yeah. and it's fascinating thought. It's. it's and it's weird because the music doesn't, it's not like a somber tune. It's like one of the more upbeat, like dancey songs on the album, which is, I guess I kind of like that too. Like, you know, weird, sad songs, but like with the upbeat music or yeah. like vice versa or whatever. Um, In this imagined character, how far along are they with Alzheimer's? Uh, I guess it's to the point, you know, uh, I, I would say like somewhat gone from the people that are around them. Um, yeah. But uh, in their own mind, like it's, I imagine this like you're you're lucid in in your own bubble, right? Like you're you're with it, but like some there's like a blockage or something like that for, between you and the outside world. It's like, hey, it's cool. Like I'm I'm fine. Like don't don't worry about me. I'm sorry if like there's a, a a disconnect or some weird thing that's happening between us. But like just know that I'm okay in here. You know. Uh, so that was that, yeah. Do you sometimes fret about your own mind? Oh, for sure, man. Even at this point. Yeah. At the the ripe age of can I say it? 39 years. I don't old. want the you know the stalkers to be disappointed <laughs> if they think you're younger. But um I mean even at 39 you're like god how many things have I forgotten? And yeah. so that's it I don't know. It seems like that's something that subliminally uh oh, man. <laughs> you're touching on in this album. Oh, of course. Like in half, you know, I, you hear about it happening to other people and you're just like, oh man, you don't you don't want that to happen, you know? Yeah. You don't want to slip. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's in there too. Thanks for bringing it out. I feel like <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I feel like the the slipping thing is like it's something you worry about on on multiple parts of your life because you've talked about um, like relevancy. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. And that and and okay to the the longtime listener, person who's been here for a half hour or whatever. This is what I was referencing when we were talking about the stalker. Is it's like relevancy is something you have to worry about if you're a touring musician. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you live or die based on how much people want to leave their house and go see you play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your that's everything about your career, right? Like do people yeah, do people care enough and uh are you going to uh lose that as you get older, right? Yeah. Do like do you lose the cool? Do you lose the the fan base? Like what happens as you keep going? Do you feel like you're getting old? Is that something that stresses you? Uh, I mean, no, I don't feel like I'm getting old. I guess like the only way that it stresses me is to the point of like, am I going to not be able to tour as much anymore? You know, cause I really enjoy traveling and playing shows and meeting people and doing this thing. Um, and no matter what, as you get older, it gets harder. Um, but yeah, I, it does, you know, it definitely is in there. And <clears throat> I, I think part of it was like the potential ending of brothers comatose and then starting a new project too. It's like, well shit, is anybody going to care at this point too? Um, me, you know, I'm in my late thirties and then I'm like starting a new thing. And you know, I know from being in a band, it just takes like a long time to get anything off the ground. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a tough t thing to think about. And I remember thinking about it back in the day too. Like, uh, you know, it, you see it in rock bands. It's like, you know, you got to be like in your early 20s to be in a rock band, right? And I mean, there are definitely exceptions for sure. Um, but that was an interesting thing that originally like uh, shined about the bluegrass world too, because I, it was uh, people, you don't get like going until you're, you're, you're you know, your hair is gray and you, you've been at it for like 40 years. And that's when you start to get your cred in that world. And I was like, that's, that's a special thing, right? Like that just doesn't happen in the musical world that often. Um, 
and they're just held in such high regard because it's like you've been through stuff and like you have something to say and you've got experience under your belt and like that was a special thing to me and i, I always thought that was really cool um but yeah it definitely popped up when i started this new thing and i'm like oh man is this is this crazy of me to want to start a new project um when i'm not in my early 20s and i can't necessarily go and tour 150 dates a year uh to get it off the ground you know the fear of aspects of life slipping away like really seemed to be in the undercurrent here definitely yeah yeah it's interesting um what's the song that you address this in or is it just like throughout sprinkled throughout the album? Oh, that one's called Old Technology. So old Technology. Yeah. Oh, so you are are thinking of yourself perhaps as someday being the old technology. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because I mean that song talks about the being cyclical, right? Like uh for instance, uh, you know, on that song we we put like a an 80s um uh like uh beat on it you know cody rhodes i'll give credit to cody i don't know where he's at he's he's uh, our drummer and he's like oh man it's called old technology what if we use this like cool you know you play it tonight actually yeah you know and then um it was also cody's idea he's like what if we got a like an old school boom box and like put it on a tape and like did that for the show and it wasn't until i started like looking for boom boxes which are now like a tape playing boom box it's like at least $150 in most places. Like, and I've seen them up to like $400 for like really cool boom boxes. I feel like the writing of this song started from a sad place though. Oh yeah. Cause you were walking through like what, like a thrift store or something. I was at a thrift store. Yeah. And you, yeah. you like see all this stuff on shelves that nobody wants. Yeah. And you, you start thinking basically, like, Oh, uh, like, uh, yeah. nobody's going to want that, you know, crappy old microwave anymore. Like what happens to that microwave? Like, you know, it only stay these things only stay on the shelf for so long and like yeah. and then it's like well they're gonna chuck it out right like yeah uh, they put the the red dot on it so it goes for two bucks or it goes out the door yeah yeah it, yeah and most the, of that the stuff, equivalent of like you, the open mics yeah if we're yeah I, no disrespect but like i mean i feel like that was there i feel like there was a comparison between these old technologies that you were seeing and like kind of these things you had inside yourself oh yeah i don't know i don't no. know if you feel that way but i i do no yeah yeah I, I, I guy is did. worried about is he going to be put in someone's house and is it, he going to be useful musically is this a thing that he's going to be able to continue doing 100 and i didn't realize that till after i wrote the song and i'm just like and one of these things came up and i'm just like yeah oh that is it 100 percent. and um yeah and you you like these things that are cyclical like does it come back around and is it cool again? You know, that, that sort of thing. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it isn't. Exactly. Right. So this tape player is cool again, you know, and mm-hmm. is worth a lot more. It's yeah, like apparently. more expensive now than it, when it first came out. It was like, 39 bucks. When, yeah. When you bought it at now Kmart. 500 bucks. Like, wow. But I mean, like, does that fit for a band like brothers comatose? And that's where the fear comes in. You know what I mean? Like, do we, do we get to continue to sustain what we're doing? Even if it goes like if it ebbs and it flows, I think a fear is always like, what if it ebb, what if it flows away too much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. like, does it come back? And I, I don't know. And that's, I think where the fear and uh, where a lot of the stuff in this album comes from is just like your mind going way too deep into this. Cause it's not useful to think about the, the future where everything goes wrong. No. Um, but that's what our minds do. And if, if you're in this music world and it's what you want to do and pursue as a career, you have a constant fear of irrelevance. Like that's like the worst thing that can happen, right? People stop caring or your stalker leaving you or yeah, all these other things that we're talking about right now. I mean, that's, that is, it's a, it kind of ends your career in certain ways. I mean, you can always still make music, right? But, um, if people aren't paying to come and see you play, then you can't really afford to going and playing for them yeah doing the gig where do you feel you're at with all this now the album has been recorded it's got it's set for release oh man it's like a monkey off my back right yeah (laughs) well i mean do you feel like you've made any like uh progress on this stuff oh personally emotionally yeah i I think so because i'm able to uh write those songs and then talk about it and or i think where the progress comes from is like the realization of like of where they came from, like things like this right now where you're like, Oh, did you ever think about the connection between these two things? I'm like, Oh yeah, uh, I didn't, but that makes a ton of sense and yeah. it's all in there and now it's all out here. You are the microwave. 
Yeah. Hopefully the cool one. The cool one that comes back. It's going to be the really retro one that people are like, fuck, all the, all the young hipsters put it in their house. Yeah. Instead of that microwave, like this thing just sucks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then, so you, you've also said that like, um, like what's next is something that is in your head a lot. Not only fear of, uh, you know, or concern with relevancy and all that, yeah. but just like, what are we doing now? What are we doing What now? What are we doing now? Mm-hmm. So this album comes out. Um, probably a good question here to kind of wind our thing down here is like, what do you feel is next? You release this album. Brothers Comatose is still touring. Yeah. You're getting married. I'm getting married. You're almost 40. Yeah. We're on the precipice of a lot oh, of stuff shoot. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I plan on touring uh, with these guys. We're going on tour next week, actually. Yeah. So uh, we're doing like 10 days. Cool. Then I come back, and then a few days later, I go out with Brothers Comatels, yeah. and then I come back, and then I got to plan the wedding. I should be planning the wedding right now, but <laughs> I'll get married after that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But the, my, my Last hope, week's guest is playing at your wedding. The Coffice Brothers. Coffice Brothers, yeah. 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 They're my homies. They're great. Yeah. yeah. Sorry I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's just like the, the hope is that they uh, can coincide and I can do, I want to do both projects. Um, it's because I'm, I'm, I, I love making music and I, yeah. I have fun doing both of those things. So um, that's the, the dream is that everything's just going to work out seamlessly and nothing's going to step on each other's toes, which is definitely not going to happen, but that's what I hope for. So you would tour until your dying day as long as people were willing to pay you to do that and if uh it was seeming fun still yeah i mean you know it probably wouldn't be you know 120 dates a year but uh could be maybe i think ramblin jack is still doing 120 yeah. a year well bb king always did BB, it too. yeah but he also had right like to the end 25 kids or something like that. yeah, that's, that's a lot true. of child support to pay so <laughs> i mean yeah, uh, who knows where you're gonna go i'm still <laughs> youngish and virile yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> it's true uh yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens with that but yeah that's the dream yeah, keep the music going. Anybody looking for a new band to stock? By the way, yeah, that's a good way to yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely put that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're listening, you know, if you know who, if you're listening, eh, yeah. come do a show. We'd yeah, love to see you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It We'd wasn't love, all that. Yeah, bad. come on back. We miss you. <laughs> we miss you. Well, yeah. now look, Dude, I didn't look, want, look. If Brothers Comatose and Ben Morrison's bands can coexist in his life. You, my friend, former stalker, you can stalk two people. Check it out. Amen. She's had a song written about her. Of course, that's that's a huge honor. For yeah. kind of, it's a great tune, by the way. Hey, thanks. And it's a great video. I'll say oh, this. I'm going to be disappointed if in the next year she doesn't hear that song live. So I'm putting it out there. I, I'm, yeah. I'm setting that intention. Yeah. And I hope that the universe will provide. Um <laughs> And I hope you get many more stalkers as well. This is my hope for you. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, this has been really nice. I'm a lot of intentions. I appreciate yeah, that. I'm on your side when it comes to the stalkers. Uh, all, right. all these these family members, these people who want your safety. <laughs> yeah. uh, wrong. Eh. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Yep. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining yep, us tonight. Absolutely. Um, it was really cool to have you in 2016. I remember when we had Brothers Comatose on. I was really excited because yeah. you know, Brothers Comatose is like... It's like Petaluma's like pride and joy. Oh, I mean, that's very nice. Uh, it's say. true though. I mean, people people love it, and they love that you're from their town. And it's just there's a deep connection with this town and that project, and, and in many other towns too, but in particular this one. Yeah. So when you came and brought it to this show, I was like, "Fuck, I'm really glad yeah, we got huge. this one." And so it's been a pleasure then to also have you come on and kind of get to know you, because yeah. in that one, much like in the music. You know, it was you and five guys at the table. Yeah, we yeah. didn't really like talk very much at all, one on one. Yeah, it's um, like an appetizer. Cinnamon. Exactly. Anyway, the new album comes out August thirtieth. Thirtieth. It is called uh, Old Technology, and I think that everyone should check it out when yep, it arrives. Check it out. And now, a collection of songs from that solo album, a performance by Ben Morrison, is up next. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Get such luck 
Once was fresh, now you don't give a fuck I'm just getting to my good days Don't want the future, give me the past The time when things were built to last Everything around us died so fast It was better in the old days Don't you throw me
shining brightly Oh, you call me staring up They're gonna burn, boy Oh, let them burn bright And if my ship starts a sailing Oh, don't you stop it now I'm on the strapping now And enjoy the ride Yeah, you wanna cry Don't you cry Love how I live Love how I try